0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men, 15
1: <laughs> minutes, oh, eternal I impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Hello, Edwin. Your Hello, Andrew. How are holy. you today? I'm sitting in this chair, just making you mess with the mic levels. <laughs> That's what I'm up to today, well, you know sometimes
0: we forget to test the mics when we change some some some
1: sometimes we're just too excited for this podcast. <laughs> the mic can't handle it <laughs> can't handle you Partic- can't handle the Andrew, particularly when it's a big psalm of praise and I'm just loving it. We haven't had one of these for a while. I've been loving it all week psalm forty seven psalm forty seven missed
0: you yesterday. Uh, glad to have Jesse with us. He read from the Net Bible. I want to go ahead and read from the New American Standard today. You okay with that? Yeah, that sounds great. For the choir director, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Oh, clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with the voice of joy. For the Lord Most High is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chooses our inheritance for us, the glory of Jacob whom he loves god has ascended with a shout the lord with the sound of a trumpet sing praises to god sing praises sing praises to our king sing praises for god is the king of all the earth sing praises with a skillful psalm god reigns over the nations god sits on his holy throne the princes of the people have assembled themselves as the people of god of abraham for the shields of the
1: earth belong to god he is highly exalted So we said when we began the week, that this is certainly a psalm of praise, and we are exhorted to praise him again and again and again. In fact, all the nations are, Jew and Gentile alike, by the time this psalm is done. You made that comment a moment ago
0: about how we don't get many of these psalms. Well, we just hadn't had them in a while. And I think that's really important for us to recognize, and I just want to repeat this. We've said this before, that we often talk about the difficult times because those mm-hmm. are the times we have to prepare people for. Yeah. It's usually the difficult times that cause people to question God and turn away and so we yeah. so we talk about those a lot and I think that's one of the reasons why there's so many of those kinds of psalms. It's it's so that we can realize this mm-hmm. is this is mm-hmm. not new. You're not the lone ranger. All that you're going through there are others that have gone through before. But the other mistake we make with that is acting like it's always that,
1: Right. that it's always right. the
0: lament, that it's always bad, that it's always, and you know, this is just Christianity. I mean, one day we'll get to be with God in heaven, but between now and
1: then, it's just going to stink. Well, in those Psalms that are like speaking out to God about the dire situation that they're in— Yeah, I mean,
0: and we need those. (laughs) We need those Psalms. But I just want to highlight, yes, look, here is one that points out to us. Actually, being God's child, being on his side is a lot of victory. Yeah, it's nice to feel like a winner. and Remember, hey, we're on the winning team. We are on the winning team. And there's victory not just in the end. There is victory along the way. Again, I think the reason why the Psalms is so lament heavy is because that's when the main, main danger is. It's easy to be faithful to. Lord in the victorious times. Well, that's true. As long as I remember he's the one that gives the victory. Right. There is that right. danger. There is the danger that when the victory has happened that I can start to think that I accomplished it. And and so that's that's where the danger is there. That's why this psalm is all clap your hands because I'm not king.
1: I appreciate you saying that. You know, we're, we're going through a survey of the Old Testament in our Anchor Bible classes, and I'm teaching right now through the divided kingdom, right, in the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And in the last couple of weeks we've been talking about King Amaziah and King Azariah. And uh, I'll tell you what is in common about both of those kings is that early on they're faithful to God, they're serving God, they're given tremendous victories, but there's a shift in their life Uh and really, it is the shift of pride that all of this great victory, but what do they forget? They forget that God is the one who gave them victory. In fact, King Uzziah is so forgetful of his humble place before God, he decides, not only am I king, I'm also going to be a priest. He goes marching into the temple to burn incense to God. Mm. God strikes him with leprosy for this pride, and he ends his days an outcast of the society. I mean, I guess that's just a long way to say that, but, you know, reading in this about the kings and God is a king here in Psalm 47, but there are some kings who are object lessons in forgetting victory came from God and, and really erred in that. All right. you You've tied this into what you've been teaching in Bible class. I'd like to tie it into
0: something I've been studying and, and been preaching over the past couple of weeks about prayer mm-hmm. because well, I'm not a king. I would, yeah. ne- I would never make them at stake because I'm not a king. Think about the prayer that Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount and that one line that said, give us this day our daily bread. Mm -hmm. As I've been studying that, I recognize the connection of that statement back to Proverbs chapter 30, verses seven through nine. Two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die. The first thing he asks, remove far from me falsehood and lying. That's the first thing. The second thing, and this is the important one, give me neither poverty nor riches, Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Mm -hmm. And here's why. So that's a very similar prayer to give me this day my daily bread. Just give me what I need. Why? Lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Mm -hmm. If you give me too much, I'll forget that it was from you. If you give me too much, I'll think I accomplished it. If you give me too much, I'll think about how special and wonderful and amazing I am. And I forget about you. And he goes on and says, or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Don't give me too little, because if you give me too little, then I'm going to have this temptation to steal and that profanes your name. But but this idea, I just want to bring this practically. I don't have to be a king that has victory on the battlefield to forget who's actually providing this. It can be that I'm just... I'm living in the nice house, and
1: I forget that this nice house didn't come because I was so amazing. It came because God has blessed me. I really appreciate you saying that because you're right. We can remove ourselves from a king when we fail to appreciate that the standard of living that most of us are enjoying in the United States of America today in a middle-class home is as nicer nicer than what some of those kings had maybe the walls aren't bedecked with gold but you know what you got air you got conditioning air conditioning <laughs> i've got air conditioning and you got <laughs> running water and plumbing you got a refrigerator with food in there i mean you you do live kind of like a king did and, it's and that's pretty that's, amazing like, it is really amazing and yeah, we can certainly forget to be thankful to God and praise God for all of it.
0: Sure, yeah, I, I have Our all that stuff because I'm forgetful. I'm, I have all that stuff because of my powerful work ethic. Yeah, and I don't want to dismiss that. No, we need to work. If a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat. But what I've got to remember is this is God's blessing in my life. Absolutely. I need to worship the King. Absolutely. Which makes me think again of Psalm 47. In Psalm 47 and verse, I got to flip over to the right page of this psalm verse um, five, five? Yeah, yeah yeah god has gone up with a shout the lord with the sound of a trumpet. That verse actually is reminiscent of 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 15. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, David is bringing the Ark of the Covenant Mm -hmm. into
1: Jerusalem. Yeah, as I recall, that was a huge national day. Thousands of people are lining the road. There's all types of uh, music and uh, pomp and ceremony, and David himself, right, is even trying to lead this procession in his own holy way yeah and they've they've had a big blow
0: up Mm -hmm. the first time they tried to bring the ark into town Uzzah reaches out and touches it opposed to the law of god and gets struck down and so david doesn't bring it in yeah it ends up going off to the house of obed edom but after three months of blessing on the house of Obed-Edom, David says, uh, okay, it's time for us to get that. Let's right. let's get this ark in. He figured out what was wrong. They right. weren't carrying it according to the law. That was mm-hmm. the problem. But we find in 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 15, so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn or with the trumpet, the trumpet. blast. Shouting and trumpet blast going up. Mm-hmm. So this this issue of God has gone up. Certainly, it could refer to victory. Yeah, it could refer to ascension, going up to heaven. Right. But I notice this parallel here between this ark, which is considered the throne of the Lord, the mercy being seat. brought into Jerusalem, going up
1: yeah. geographically as, as it's head t- up
0: to Mount Mount Zion, as it's going up on the hill or mountain where God has set His name. Mm-hmm. And as God is being enthroned on his holy hill, it's not about David being enthroned on that holy hill. It is about God being enthroned on that holy hill, and it happens with shout and mm-hmm. trumpet. And this is—I I think this is what this psalm is—is is really looking to. I'm hard pressed to say that the psalm was written for that event, mm-hmm. because it's hard for me to see that in this time the sons of Korah have been established as the worship leaders. I, I, I guess I don't want to get too much into that, but I recognize that by the time the temple is being built there would be this event memorialized and commemorated sure. as the Ark would be moved into the temple. Mm-hmm. So I have a tendency to think that's probably what we're doing here is we've got a psalm that's written about the Ark being moved into the temple hmm. that calls to mind the very events of the Ark coming into Jerusalem with David, but but surrounding those times. It's possible this is just some later military victory that's re- remembering these things. But for me, I, I really see a strong connection to those events surrounding the tabernacle and temple,
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate in this psalm also the idea of the expanse of the um, people that are praising him. You know, so it's it is a mass of people. It's all of Israel, but then it's it's these nations as well. So, a huge, huge. Um, time of praise five times right five times in these couple of verses does it say sing praises or praise uh, in verse six sing praises to God sing praises sing praises to our king sing praises for God is the king of all the earth sing praises with understanding Do you think he wants us to sing praises? I'm starting to think we're supposed to sing praises. Praises. (laughs) Sing praises
0: to God. Now, we don't have the Ark of the Covenant anymore. We don't. And we don't have that tabernacle or that temple. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go back to Jerusalem. We don't have to even look toward Jerusalem, as was the case. I think in AD 70, God took out what could be shaken to leave behind what cannot be shaken, and that's where
1: we are. But do you think maybe we're supposed to still sing praises? I think it's one of the blessings of being in the covenant of Christ that we are taught that we are being made fashioned as the living stones to come together as a temple of God to be a priesthood of God that we are able to bring the sacrifice of praise we sing praises i look at imagery like in 1st peter chapter 2 and verse 4 where the christians are taught coming to him as to a living stone rejected indeed by men but chosen by God and precious You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It is our coming together as Christians to offer these praises. These spiritual sacrifices, which as we continue reading in the chapter, specifically is about praises. And I really appreciate that idea that you used to not be a people, but now you are the people of God in connection to what we were seeing in Psalm 47 that all peoples now must recognize that God is the king, the almighty God is the king. To what end? To praise him as his new people. As you were talking about all of that, I'm
0: fixating on just this idea of singing praises, what that looks like, what we need to be doing with that. It occurs to me, Andrew, We sing praises not to demonstrate how great we are at singing. That's a very good point to make. We sing praises not to demonstrate how great we are at praising. Mm -hmm. We sing praises with whatever ability we have, to the best of our ability, to demonstrate how amazing the one is to whom
1: we sing praise. That's a great point. Sometimes you talk to Christians and they say they're just so self-conscious about their voice or their ability to sing. I think about what is God listening for, though? I mean, here's the humble obedience and the expression of the truth of his greatness. That's what he's listening for. We want to compare ourselves to, I don't know, some singer we watch on television in a talent show or somebody else, and that's just not what it's about. It's not about demonstrating what a great singer I am. Yeah, you said it well. It's about expressing the greatness of our God Almighty, this King. Well, how about we wrap up with a little bit of spoken praise? How about you lead us in prayer, and we'll wrap up today. Our great God and Father, thank you for the day. Thank you, Father, for the time that we might meditate upon your greatness, your inherent worth and glory that is to be recognized. Father, we praise you, we laud you, we lift you up. We are glad that you have given us voices and fashioned us to be able to sing and to praise with great joy and shout of your great triumphs. Lord, it's because of your mighty deeds that we never exhaust more to be thankful for, more to extol. Uh, We just never get to the end of it. and We are so humbled that we might be able to call you our Father and our King. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.